Matthew 5:16. So as as many families, uh, my family's been been plagued with uh, sickness this year, or th- this week, I should say, uh, and again, kind of been contained to the, the house all week, which I think was a, a good thing. Um, man, I got the opportunity to, to to dive into the Word and. Um, I think I finished um, about two and a half books, uh, and I read this book that um, a lady gave to me. It was uh, it was titled "The The Greatest Church in the World." The greatest church in the world, and it was written by a man named uh, Skip Carney. It's a fiction fictional story about a the greatest church in the world, and in the last beacon was um, a lamp on a hill, a lamp on a hill, and it had some very good uh, biblical principles, and, and the church looked at those principles, and that's what they called them, a beacon, and on the front cover, it was a, uh, a lighthouse, the greatest church in the world, a lamp on a hill. So tonight, I want to I look just a, a little bit at that, we don't have time to cover the whole entire thing but lord willing next time um i'm able to to get up and share with you guys maybe he'll lead me back here to to dive in um to what that looks like some more but let's turn to matthew 5 y'all there all right i want to backtrack in verse uh 14 all right y'all want to stand y'all need to wake up there we go you're with me all right here we go say you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house and let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven amen as you're being seated let's pray father thank you for the reminder that we are a city a, a lamp that is on a hill and father let us do some self-examination father may you search us and show us what is blocking us from us and the sun, from illuminating your light to, the, to this dark world. And Father, we, we pray that we will have ears to hear and a heart that is pliable tonight to take your word and to go. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Man, a light. Where do we get the light? Where do we get the light? John 8, 12 says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Christ is the light of the world, right? It, it amazes me uh, when I look back through uh, the, the Gospels and the Old Testament and even looking at t- today that um, Christ come as the light and men did not understand him. They didn't respond to him. The world was in darkness, and the light came, shined in so brightly, but men kept walking in darkness. So the light was always there, but men loved sin and darkness more than Christ. He's, he's light. He's everywhere. But we are not walking in that light. Suppose, let's look at, do an illustration. Suppose... Uh, you're in a deep, dark pit. You couldn't find your way out. Total darkness. 
Without light or somebody guiding you out, you knew that you would, would perish. Of course, you're going to feel your, your way around in this dark pit and try to get out because you, you, you know you're going to perish if you don't get out of this pit. But imagine a great light shine into the pit. And then you've seen a set of stairs that would bring you out of the pit. What are you going to do? You, you're going to follow the light. You're going to go up the stairs. You're going to get out of the pit. Listen, there are many pits in the world today. And men and women, boys and girls, everyone is walking in this darkness because they don't know the light. You say, everyone, well, yeah, if we don't go show them the light, yeah. So they have no hope, no feeling, no way out. They're in a pit of darkness. Listen, but Jesus shines in the darkness. And if they will open their eyes, they will walk in his light of everlasting life, his eternal glory. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Listen, once we accept Christ as our Savior, we have the light of the world in us to shine through us. Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So God's holy word also serves as a light to help us walk on the path that shines brightly as for others to see through us. Listen, that's why it's important for us to be in God's word daily. How do you know if you're not go where you're going? This is a lamp. This is a, a guide. So if you haven't searched the scriptures, you're just walking on an unlighted path. You're in a pit. How do you know where you're going? You with me? And listen, maybe, maybe we're sitting here, even being in church all the time, maybe we're sitting here and said, I don't know this light. Well, get it now. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. When? Today. Today. Start living today as a beacon, as a light to the world. A city set on the hill. A city set on a hill. Are you a light today? You ready? We're going to get in here. Number two, the light, the light, a city set on a hill. Listen, Christians are the light of the world. This is a, a tremendous horror uh, of, uh, of, to think that we're not fulfilling what God's told us to go, that we're just sitting here. Listen, it's an honor, it's a privilege of what great responsibility that, that Christ commissioned to us. For each of us to be a light in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our vehicles, the grocery store, the coffee shop. To go. Man, it's a horror to think that we have the greatest news ever and we're just sitting. If we would only let the light of Jesus shine in this building, then we are not fulfilling our purpose. Man, it, isn't it easy? Jeremy, isn't it easy to come here and let your light shine in this building? I mean, think of it like this. Everybody's supposed to be like-minded in here, right? We have the same beliefs. The, the air's kind of comfortable. You say, well, no, it's hot up there, cool down here. Yeah, you know, we may work that out and get that fixed this week. But really, we're comfortable, right? 
we're like-minded. The seats are comfortable. Nobody's antagonizing you about your, your beliefs. Well, that's not, that's not true. The only annoying thing you have is to put up with my preaching. <laughs> Alan, we're, we're awake. We're getting there. But let's take a few steps back. What happens when, when we close the service and we go out the back door? Things change. It becomes a little harder to be the light. It's cold outside. It's raining. Yeah. We got to put up with, with people that, that don't know how to drive. Amen? Amen? That may be me you're talking about on the road. Get out of the way. Miss Debbie, maybe it's your boss driving you crazy. I'm sorry, Keith. <laughs> maybe it's your children. It's just, just out of control. Maybe your spouse hadn't took the trash out when they see it overfill. That'd be mine. Maybe your loved one's sick. People in the workplace don't have the same beliefs you do. The list could go on and on and on. But guess what? The world doesn't know about the light that we have in our life. Listen, we could take a, a lesson from the, the little children. Are you ready? Record this, Jim, because this is one of a few times. The children sing a song. It says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hmm, let it shine. What, what's the rest of that song? Alicia, don't let the devil put it out. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Take a lesson. Take a lesson. Don't let Satan blow it out. Man, I've seen some awesome service in here over the last six months. Awesome. But listen, quit letting the devil put it out by the time you get to the back door. Go let it shine. Have you not heard all the messages in Sunday school and the preachers preaching? Go let it shine. Let it shine. Do you know that the moon reflects what the sun gives it that's that's true that's true the moon only reflects what the sun gives it you say i'm not with you so the moon is a reflector of the sun but if something is between the moon and the sun the moon's what dark dark so let me ask you what's between you and the sun you're still not with me. Well, well, listen, the light is only through Christ and Christ alone. We're made in Christ's image. We're supposed to be image bearers of Christ. That is, his light should shine through us to where we are in a mirror. When it hits, it shines through us. But we can't do that when we're in a pit and we're so filled with everything else in the world. It's not possible. We're not shining. So what is between you and the sun? What is between us and God that we have no light? Listen, this is in verse 14. I'll go back and read it. But you are a light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Listen, the Greek word for that word light in that, that text is, is phos. P-H-O-S. Phos. You with me? So, which means to manifest, raise, or to illuminate. 
So when you think of that, we are image bearers. We are to illuminate Christ, the reflection of Christ himself. Illuminate. So what are you reflecting? I, Dr. Dixon, you did an awesome job in Sunday school this morning. Enjoy, enjoyed it. I needed that. I needed that feeling. But our, our discussion got off in, in Sunday school. I wonder what our guests see us in this service. I wonder what light we are reflecting even in this house. Mm. Being a light means giving out the word of God in one way or another. Listen, that doesn't mean that you need to go around all day long quoting scripture, taking the Bible as a weapon and, and beating it over the head all the time. By no means. But it does mean that we should go and share the light that is in us, that God has given to us. The scripture says that you are a city set on a hill. A city set on a hill. Why is that important in the context here? If you go back in, in Jerusalem, Jerusalem was set on upon a hill. And during the time of, of the feast, the priest would light um, these 75-foot candle arbors to, pre, to represent how God led them out, uh, led the Israelites out of Egypt by a pillar of fire so that all the ones who would come and they would see the candle arbors uh, when they were lit that would see Jerusalem could be seen for miles and miles. But listen, Boaz, shouldn't our light be the same? The Spirit of God's dwelling in us so God comes to live within, within us? So should our light not shine so brightly within you that everyone can see it? Boaz, we are a photo, an image bearer. What is between you and the sun? Third point, let's see, let others see your light. I did not uh, come up with this right here. This is, I think it's called an enneagram. Uh, I was online, I found this cool little enneagram. It, it was light, so the letter L. I think this is called an enneagram, the letter L. So uh, L. Love others passionately. Love others passionately. So we must depend on the Lord and his, his, to love and put his compassion in us for people. For people. Listen, every saved person this side of heaven should have compassion for every lost person this side of hell. Every one of us. True? Look at, look at Mark 6, 34. It says, And Jesus, when he, he was out, saw much people and, and was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. He had compassion. Listen, so when we see people that, that are lost and can't, can't find their, their way, we should have compassion on them. Not to judge them or, or ridicule them or to point out how awful they, they look or they don't dress like us or talk like us. Listen, we need to, to disciple them to here. And then once they get here, disciple them from here to glory. And we're all not there yet. So who are we to judge? Y'all with me? Maybe I'm just excited. Verse 15, let's look at verse 15. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the, the house. The Greek word for light in verse 15 is a little bit uh, different. It's called kaio. K-A-I-O. K-A-I-O. Kaio, which is an all-consuming, a, a burning light. So we should have this burning passion, the light that all should see. We should want them to see. <coughs> you ready? I intercede for them persistently. Paul describes the lost as being spiritually blind and therefore cannot see the light. So only God can give sight to the blind, right? So, so we need to be praying daily that their eyes can be open. What, what's Paul say? God, he says this in Corinthians 4 in verse 3 and 4. He says, but if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believeth not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. It should shine unto them. Can't be hid. So God places us in a position every day to where we can be the light to the darkness. And we, we do what? I ain't got time for all that, George. Man, don't you know how busy my kids are? got all this school stuff going on and the sports is basketball they need the greatest clothes i gotta i gotta work 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 70 80 hours a week i gotta make six figures a year well let me ask you something if that is poured out at the table when you see christ what's he going to say about it hmm He's going to say, did you feed my sheep? Did you feed my sheep? Did you love them? Did you show them the light? <coughs> G, go pur purposefully. The Great Commission, as we heard this morning, says, says what? That we must go teach all nations. Go make disciples. Go preach the gospel. We have this mindset that the lost is just going to come through the back doors and fill all these empty seats. No, we have to go to them. I'm going to read you a little passage out of that, that great, uh, great book that I read. I encourage you all to, to get a copy. The greatest church in the world. Listen to this little portion. He, he says, we, we possess a gift. It's, it's a precious gift, a gift of peace for today and hope for tomorrow. It is the gift of understanding and love. The gift is ours to own. It is ours to share. The gift is most beneficial when it is given away. To give it away, we must meet new people, make new friends, share the good news to everyone we can. Our lamp will bring the loss to our door, and it will illuminate our path as we go to them go listen if we're not going then the world won't hear and the lost won't be saved go h help them practically listen let our light shine uh <clears throat> when we care for the people in the same as jesus did someone said said it like this write this down people 
will begin to care what we say when they see how much we care. We must go about our purpose and share the love of God as we go. I was reading, when I was reading that little book, I, sh- I talked to my sister, not as much as I should, but I occasionally talk to her. And she says, Andy, I, I pray every day that God allows me to be a light. She, she's a hairdresser. She has a lot of customers. She says, I pray every day that God allows me to be a light and impact and pray in somebody who comes and sits in the chair every day. I often thought when I, when I thought about that, I was like, man, what am I doing? Guys, we failed at this. When I say this, this is me right here preaching to myself. Missed the mark. Got it wrong. Tell. Y'all with me? L-I-G-H-T. Tell. Tell them plainly. Listen, there will be times in your life when the Spirit gives you an opportunity to share the gospel, to share what Jesus means to you. As Adam said this morning, no matter how how little or how much, learn a little, share a little. Learn a little, share a little. And remember, God's word never comes back void. You may not see the conversion there. Share a little. You don't know who God has coming behind him. Tell them what Jesus did for you. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Look at me. I'm grateful God uses imperfect, uneducated people to do his work. And I'm a walking testimony of that every day of my life. Because I'm an uneducated, unqualified man. But thank God he qualifies us. He qualifies us. Number four, God will receive glory from your life. Look at verse 16. Y'all better pay attention. I'm going to get you right here. Does the verse say this? Let your light shine before man that you may see your good works and glorify you and put a pat on your back and give you a gold medal. Somebody ever speak up. No, not at all. That's not what that verse says. That's not what that verse says. It says that you and I are to let our light shine so that the Father himself in heaven will get all the glory. All. Folks, that's, this is something we should take seriously. To aim, and this is, this is our purpose in life, that, that God gets the glory for everything. He's given us everything. So why not give him the, the glory, honor, and praise back? We have the mindset. We have the mindset of me, 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 me. That we're so busy to do with our, our families and all these things. And, and I, I understand our relationship with God, family, and, and church. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about be busybodies around here to build Tennessee Avenue. I'm talking about the church of God. I'm talking about beyond these walls, build the kingdom of God. It's not about you. It's about him. It was said of, of Newton. Here, I'm going to read this. It was said that, that he would gaze in the sun uh, for hours. And then he went to his room and and found himself temporarily blind. He would open his eyes, but he could see nothing but the sun. 
He would close his eyes, but he would still see nothing but the sun. He said, I wish every Christian would look up to Jesus until they could see nothing but him and him only. He said, then I would know that they would go out and they would live their lives in the light that they saw that would radiate to all the darkness around them. So all the darkness around us in the world cannot extinguish the light of Christ. He is the light of the world. When Jesus was, was here upon the earth, no power could obscure him. Not, not even death. He was born in a stable. He was brought up as a poor carpenter. He, he never really traveled in the grand scheme of things that many miles uh, far from his home. And, and he was crucified on a Roman cross. But listen, the light that was shone then shines today. The greatest light. The greatest shines through us. <clears throat> Let your light shine, not for your glory, but for the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It's a privilege. I want to read this. I don't, I don't quote him much. I want to read this. I've I seen this, this illustration. This illustration that uh, John MacArthur had in um, one, of, one of his uh, sermon illustrations. He said, a magazine once carried a series of pictures, and that series of pictures depicted one of the most saddest stories imaginable. The first picture was a picture of a vast wheat field in Kansas. And from horizon to horizon, all you could see was the wheat waving in the wind. The second picture was of a mother in distress inside her farmhouse in the middle of that wheat field. She had a small boy who had somehow wandered away from the house and into that wheat field. And the little boy was so small that he couldn't be seen. She couldn't find him. She had called for her husband and, and the two of them scattered all day long to look for the little boy. And they finally decided that they should call the neighbors who then began to search frantically all over the wheat field with no success. The third picture depicted all the people who had heard of the little boy being lost gathered in the morning, joining their hands, had set their hand in hand and in a great long line of, of humanity like only only linked by their hands, sweeping from one end of the wheat field to the next. The last picture was a, a picture of a father standing over the, the boy of his little son. And they had finally found him, but he was dead and it was too late. The cold night had claimed its, its victim. And underneath the final picture of the weeping father was these words. Oh God, if we had only joined hands a little sooner. Listen, Jesus looked over the fields. He says, the fields is white unto the harvest, but the labors are few. I believe this, this world is filled with lost men, women, and, and children that are way out in the fields of, of the world, even in our community or around this church or city or, or state and our nation and they can't, they can't get out of the pit. They can't find the Father's house. 
They can't get above the wheat of the world. And they're perishing in the night of sin. And when the cold of the morning falls, it's too late. In Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16, I believe Jesus is telling us to to join hands, to be the, the light of the world, a city on a hill, to go through the, the fields of this community and around this church and this city and, and state, to sweep through and find all who desperately need our, our influence of, of the message that we have, the good news. I don't think one or two can can do that. But I think the church can lock hands today from all the churches in our, our community around the world to sweep the fields to share the light of the world. Amen. We're going to come to a close. I have two questions for you. You guys can come on. What is between you and the sun? Something. And guys, this is all day. We all fail at this in some portion of the day. For some Christian out there, it's saying, hey, it's, it's desires, it's wealth, the riches, keeping up with the world, Facebook, Instagram, you get it, social media. It's got me in a, in a pit. It's all consuming. For the lost, you may say, man, I've never seen the light. Jesus says, come. Today's the day of salvation. Come. You don't have to clean up. He wants you just as you are. That's grace. He wants you just as you are. There's nothing you can do. He's done it for you. What's blocking the sun? Second thing. Are you willing to go henceforth from today on and say, I want to be a light of the world? That God, I haven't done this, but from now on, this is my call. This is our mission, to go make disciples. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for the the scripture today of go make disciples, and that we are to be light in in a dark world. And Father, we failed as a church. We're admitting that before you today. Father, from here on out, we want you to be king over every aspect of our lives. And Father, we want to be lighthouses for you. And, and Father, the one that is, is lost, that is in the pit, that's never seen the light, Father, I pray that uh, the work the only Spirit can do is you draw them now to where we can share the good news. And Father, we thank you 
for your mercies that endure forever. And we ask these things in your name.